There's something to be said about, so I still like going to drive-in movie theaters. I can't skip anything. I can't pause anything to go to the bathroom. I can't rewind anything. It's either there or I'm not. And I see Netflix and I see all these other things. I don't see people getting together anymore to watch movies. And we can go on forever about like the future of cinema. And I don't think movie theaters will necessarily exist in 10 to 15 years. But there will be something that will replace that community. Right now, it's like League of Legends and Fortnite. But those people aren't in the same place. And there's something about the physicality of being with people in experiencing something together. That's why Fortnite and these other games are so popular now is because if you have Marshmallow playing a live show inside Fortnite or one of these other games, people can share that experience. And when you have a single-player game, like, say, Breath of the Wild or some other game, that's, okay, you're great. That's, you're, you're alone in your room. Maybe you talk to your friends of, oh, hey, did you see that? Or did you see that last show? What did you think about it? But there's a reason why sports are so popular still, is because everyone can share in that experience together. And that's why I believe that there will be some sort of evolution of coming back to live performances and solid recordings, because people are going to want to share those things and then remember how they shared those things. That's why people take photos of everything now. The problem is nobody looks at those photos anymore. Well, photo, photo printing is actually making a comeback, at least in this area, which I was surprised by. There's I, I actually print photos every month. I go through my phone every month and I print my photos. I'm crazy to all my friends. But then when they come over, they're blown away and they're like, oh, my God, I remember this. Yeah, I can't believe we did this. This was so cool because well, it, the interface for looking through photos online, like, you know, you have to go to Facebook or whatever your social media platform of choice is. Then you have to find the photos. Then you have to find the, the location that they're at. And then you have to wait for the app to load it and then cycle through it. Where if you have a if physical it still exists photo, because physical photo collection, you just pick it up and it's there. And that's my point about media. And performances in general, there will always be a place for that. So that is the one lesson I learned that was always true at Wisconsin Public Television is everything that we do is archived forever. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is so important to me. And there was a big push back and forth of, hey, do we go digital only? Do we put more digital? And it was, no, we have to go over the air. And the reason why we go over the air is so that way no a TV is going to work no matter what. It doesn't care about your internet connection. It doesn't care about your service provider. It's in the air. And it's, it's something that is free for everyone. And I think that's why public television is still around. The, the pushback is going to be from the companies who like digital, not because it's convenient or easy, but because it gives them more control over how you and when you can and cannot uh, access content. Sure, but I mean that's that's the push and pull forever. So like right now we're in we're in the pull. Like there everyone's clamping down. YouTube's clamping down. The internet is clamping down. But you know what? Before we had that, we had we had TV and it sucked so much for a while that we made internet TV. And before that, we had radio. And radio was great at first and then it sucked so much and became so ad heavy that we needed something else. And so I'm convinced that there will be 
yet another something else? Hopefully. Um, I, I, I would like to think that eventually, you know, we're going to get back to how it was 10 years ago where creators have control rather than the distribution platforms having control. But it seems like it may be a bit before that push starts to happen again. Um, We're going to hit saturation, pure oversaturation. There's kind of a parallel between what's going on with the online space and then like the creation of new Hollywood in the seventies versus like the blockbuster era of the eighties. It's the early days of like YouTube and social media and these new creators and these new styles of, of content uh, popping up in the early two, two, 2010s, you know, early 2000s, late 2000s. Um, I'm not specifically sure the exact timeline on it. I think YouTube started in 2007. I didn't really get into it until like 2012. Um, but I feel like that is comparable to New Hollywood where, you know, the old system had failed uh, viewers and consumers and they started looking for people who are more experimental. And now um, the system, as it will, is clamping down and trying to push people towards more traditional content. And I think it may be some time, but you know, hopefully we'll have another pushback like that because it seems to go in this cycle of new content and ways of, of thinking about things being profitable. And then corporations and industry professionals come in and start doing that. And then governing bodies and advertisers and the government itself will come in and clamp down on that and make it less creative and experimental over time. Yeah, I think I think you bring up a really great point. And I think you're right about this kind of push and pull. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to see Let's say Disney, for example. Disney was a fun little cartoon, and now they own Fox. They own Hulu. Like, like you know, they're taking kind of everything. And when you own everything, it's kind of not fun anymore. It, it's not even a fun game to play. If I'm playing Monopoly against you and you own 90% of the board, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. I'll go play a different game or I just won't play anymore. I'll go outside. Um, real quick, I kind of want to like reverse back to you doing film in high school. Yeah. Uh, was it color or black and white? Uh, it was both. I probably okay. started with color and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I decided to go with black and white uh, because at least then I can expose properly and I could, I could develop properly. So, so I guess, I guess I don't know if that answers your question, but there you go. Gotcha. I was just curious because, um, whenever I did work with film very early on, it was with black and white film. It wasn't even like actual film that was bought. It was just pieces of celluloid that had been cut, you know, using a machine so it would fit in the reels. And then you take, um, what's called super sauce. It's like, uh, just silver gelatin, um, that's like hand mixed and made photosensitive and then put that on it. And it made some of the worst quality, um, uh, images but it was really fun to work with oh yeah because you're kind of making your own film yeah that's really cool so here's here's a nice little fun fact i i just for the last couple months have been building out a a brand new studio it's always been a dream of mine to have my own little studio and i have one out it's 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 not huge but it's a place where i'm going to be doing a lot of this future work and inside Mm -hmm. there um, I have a 19, I believe it's like a 1918 Bell and Howell projector that Dang. still works with an old, it, I, it, it can't be the original bulb, but there's a bulb in there and I have a print, a 16 millimeter, 16 millimeter print still works. And that is like the centerpiece of, uh, my studio as soon as you walk in. 
What what print is it? If you don't mind me asking, it's called Neighbors. I got it from there's this there. So in in Wisconsin, the university system has this store called the Swap, the surplus with a purpose, and pretty much everything that is old and they're getting rid of, they put there. So if you want a, a Silicon Graphics refrigerator size um, rendering machine that costs probably half a million dollars at the time for 50 bucks, this is the place where you would find it. And this is where I found that projector with this print. And the print is originally from Chicago, apparently, and that is all the information I have about it. Gotcha. It cost me like six dollars. The, the the movie about the couple that moves in next to the frat house, right? It's, it's oh uh, no no no. This is like this is like two guys, and they build a fence and they end up killing each other. It's like uh, it's like six film. minutes. It's for, super old. Eighty one. It seems. I mean, we're talking like probably nineteen twenties. Oh, okay, that old. Super old. Gotcha. Old enough that it's not on IMDb at all. No, I, I doubt it. It's it, it's just this little film. I'll I'll send you a picture tomorrow. Sure. Um, yeah, the, like this this whole thing is is fascinating to me. The idea that there is a a return to analog going on, like an analog renaissance. Yeah. Uh, especially as I, I feel like, in a lot of ways, we're we're starting to reach at least for cameras the the limits of digital image capture, which is why they keep pushing resolution over, you know, over everything computer. else. It's like yeah. great, more pixels. Now I just have to buy bigger hard drives. It, it really just means more storage at this point. Yeah, the benefit is is so small compared to what it used to be. Right, it's diminishing returns. You know, so um, I I think that there is going to be a very large push to that. I actually see the next generation of kids not really using cell phones. I mean, as it is now, I I deleted almost all my social accounts because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather spend time with people. And if I want to talk to them, then I'll talk to them. Like I talked to you, I talked to a couple of people online, but it's like, why am I paying for the, why am I spending, wasting my time about people who really don't care just trying to sell me things Instagram, like it's yeah, just. If I, if I were more financially secure and not trying to use social media for recruiting clients and reaching out to people, I probably would delete most of it. See, um, I'm gonna, I'm going to challenge you and say that you'd probably do better just going to local places and getting your face out there. The thing is, is I live in a pretty rural area, though. There's not much opportunity for that. Okay, um, then that I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. That I can absolutely understand. I mean, I'm working for a company on the other side of the planet, so I, I 100% understand. Yeah, because like the the difference between like George's location and mine is George's in Tuscaloosa, which is a college town. Granted, it's not a huge town, but you know, there's there's people in and out. There's small businesses popping up all the time. There are get-togethers. You know, there are resources for networking. Where I'm in Otago County, where there's a town called Prattville, where the biggest thing around is the Walmart that's in Prattville. All the the you know restaurants are, are chain restaurants or fast food. Um, the local business scene is almost exclusively like small pop up shops that don't last more than five months in the downtown area. Um, so my main market is, is weddings, and it's been hard to even convince people to do that. There's like two other photographers slash videographers in the area, and even they have a hard time you know making it work. Um, why I'm here is is a long story. Uh, that's that, that's a very personal thing, but. 
just for the time being, I can't get out of it. And so it's been real rough to try and make something in this area without using social media. Sure. And that, and so that serves its purpose. It's kind of just like the telephone or again, like radio or anything else. Um, but I really do believe that it's going to come back to that personal connection. That's, I mean, that's why I talk to you is like, you know, I follow up on you and I see what you're doing. I met George and online, I drove my butt down there and I hung out with him and we filmed a few things. And I think that made us way better partners and better friends. Like I talk to him often, like just about stuff that's going on with him. And if I didn't Um, meet with him, that probably wouldn't have happened. George is is an interesting thing. I think I'm not going to put this part in in the podcast, but I think he and I aren't necessarily on speaking terms at the moment because I, I came in and I moved back and I was working on a feature and I needed some extra money. And he threw a couple like bulk projects at me and because I was working on the feature, it was like 12 hour days, you know, six days a week, uh, each day, a different set of hours. So, you know, one day it would be like 4 PM to 4 AM. And then the next day it's like, you know, 10 AM to 10 PM. And so I could get no sleep at all on it. Um, and so the work that I was doing was, it was just editing and putting motion graphics up. It was, it was sloppy, mm. um, because it was rushed. Uh, cause I, I would come home, I'd work on it on Saturday and Sunday. I'd try to get it done as quickly as possible so I could get some sleep and then get ready for Monday when we kick up again. Um, yeah. I mean, that life happens. I'm sure I, from what I know about George today, if you told him that and was like, Hey, I know it was sloppy. Yeah. He could still be pissed at you. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be pissed, but yeah, I would talk, I would be like, all right, well, you know what? Now I understand. I would, I would challenge you, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even next month or even this year. But I think, I think he would, I think he would understand out of everybody knowing what I know about George and his personal life, he'd understand. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel real guilty about that. Um, well, make it up to him, send him something, even when, if it's something small. I, I got the check uh, for, for the work that I did. Cause I mean, George, George is the kind of guy who, even if he's not happy with it, you know, you did the work, you had a contract in place, he'll still pay you. Yeah. I held on to that thing for almost four weeks before I cashed it just because I wasn't sure I really wanted to do that. I needed the money, but at the same time I felt guilty about it. I understand. I'll say that if you, if, if you were ever honest with him, if, it, if this conversation ever came up and you even had this conversation with him, he would, he would understand. I hope so. Cause he's a cool guy. He is a really cool guy. Uh, I'm out of topics now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, you know what? Why don't we cut it from here? But yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot for having me. I had a great time and I'll talk to you soon. All right, cool. All right, later.